0: I will go into the No-Self after the meditation. Going back now to uh, the practice of uh, peace with with a cause. I mentioned uh, three aspects of that, which could be a bit of a sequence, not necessarily. So there's the grounding. And here important to find resources uh, which work for you and uh, I will uh, just give you an example of one possible practice and always remember I'm not expecting that this is useful for everyone so so it's not like oh you should do this it's more like an offer and then you try it and then either you find it, ah yeah, I want to explore this. I think that would be helpful for me or you immediately feel, no, oh, this is this is really completely useless. I don't get it, or yeah. So that's also then an insight. Yeah? I hope I say something useful during this weekend. Yeah. So that something which is helpful for you. Then it would have been worth to to come here. So the practice is uh, the practice of growing roots into the earth, so in this meditation I will invite you to imagine to grow roots into the earth and breathe in through the roots. And then the second uh, aspect was uh, the embracing And we will skip that Yeah, uh, this time. Then another aspect is the gladdening of the heart. And uh, with the gladdening of the heart, I want to uh, repeat the uh, loving-kindness meditation connected with peace. So like we did in our first meditation, may this being be in peace. You can also try how it feels when you say, may I be in peace is their difference for you so you play with that and for some people it's easier to have a wish for well-being uh, to another person so that's why we will bit we will a bit alternate between may this being be in peace may my son be in peace and maybe You can connect more easily with the warmth uh, when you think about another person. And that's completely fine, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's about finding doorways into the warmth of your heart. Uh, And then uh, experimenting if there's a possibility to bring that warmth you might have towards your cat, Uh, towards your children, towards your partner, towards a friend, if this can be kind of redirected also to this being. So let's uh, (coughs) go a bit of a journey. Adjusting your posture with uh, some alertness but the most important thing is relaxation or friendliness. And then you again notice this shift from doing to being from the head into the body uh, from past and future into being here. And it could be helpful to lightly place attention to the flow of the in- and out-breath. Obviously, if there is something strong in the foreground of your experience, then you make that that which which arises, you make that what is in the foreground, slightly breathing into that with the in-breaths and then with the out-breath giving space, letting go of the control freak. The meditator, letting go of the need to feel good. And thoughts come, come and go, like the cars outside. They have their own life, the cars outside. It would be madness to try to control them same is true for your thoughts so how is the inner weather You make a backward step into the witness, witness consciousness. running and resting Then I invite you with the next out breath to grow roots into the earth, into the Scandinavian earth. And then you breathe in, through these roots, the air of the ocean, the land, the forests. So with each out-breath, you grow deeper into the earth. Centimeters, meters, one hundred meter, two hundred meters, three hundred meter, deeper and deeper. And then you breathe in through these roots, refreshing, nurturing air. <coughs> which fills your body. So if you struggle with that, just try it a while and then you let it go. (coughs) But if it makes sense, With the out-breath, growing roots into the earth, Scandinavian earth. And with the in-breath, breathing in through the earth, nurturing, refreshing air, Filling your body fresh, rich, the air of the ocean, of the forests, of the lakes, deeper, grow the roots even deeper into the earth, with the out-breaths, feeling the calmness of the earth. and with each in breath breathing in the fresh calm rich uh, air the earth of your ancestors the earth of your home the earth which gave birth to this body. Maybe you can even go deeper into the earth, breathing in through the roots, feeling the earth in your body. The calm and the fertility of the earth, noticing how the earth carries you. and let yourself be carried. Each layer of your body is perfectly supported by the earth. Then you rest. Peripheral awareness, there's other things happening, coming and going, thoughts, sounds. But you emphasize earth. Meditating like earth. in space, the space of the ocean, of the land, and then you rest. So that is a practice of grounding. And now gladdening the heart. (coughs) May this being be in peace. May this being experience peace. May there be peace for this being. May my children, my son, my daughter, experience peace. May they be in peace. If you do this for another person, see them in peace. How do they look like when they are in peace? May my mother, my father experience peace. they be in peace. Let some people appear and wish them peace. May you discover the peace without a cause. May you discover the peace without a reason. And then you turn back to this being. May peace be revealed to this being. May this being experience peace without reason. Please peace. I know you are here. The center of my heart. Please reveal yourself. I'm ready. Please peace. Talk to me. I'm listening. Please, angels of peace. for yourself and your rest. May this being a source of peace. May this being radiate peace. May there be peace. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. May there be peace. So this is a very good practice also to do uh, in the lying down posture. It is also a good uh, practice for doing while walking. and so that you can come up with your own variations. One very helpful uh, 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 technique here would be uh, to become aware of your feet during the day. Turn attention to your feet, You're moving the feet, softening the feet. feeling the aliveness in the feet. And then remembering to do it. And that remembering uh, happens through uh, uh, a repetition to familiarity. So initially, sometimes it makes sense to have a kind of formal practice to to install a, a habit. And then slowly, slowly you will notice that throughout the day your mind will naturally go to the breath, or to the feet, or to a sense of groundedness, For the gladdening, gladdening the heart. Um, I mean in a way it's, you know, sometimes I feel kind of embarrassed to talk about this cheesy basic mindfulness practices <laughs> but But they are just sometimes helpful yeah so one way to gladdening the the heart is uh, to notice beauty obviously the beauty is not in the things but. Uh, uh, not, uh, no, uh, realizing that beauty is not in the things, but in the eye of the beholder, doesn't take away the beauty. These flowers, they are not beautiful from their own side. But they remain to be, be-, they remain to be beautiful when you look at them. And... Uh, yeah, we all have heard this countless times. I'm just here to remind you, yeah. So that. Uh, so what? And, and then, you, So what is gladdening your 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 being? What is it? What you appreciate? Touch, sound. Something new in my life uh, is uh, that I started to enjoy cooking, (laughs) I always hated it, I'm still known as the worst cook of Nalanda Monastery, (laughs) that's what people remember of me. Uh, and of course it doesn't work, you know, like, to say to yourself, yeah, I, I, I should enjoy cooking. Yeah? Um, I mean, it took me like 20 years and suddenly it happened. Just being present with cooking, not doing the cooking to get it done. And if you enjoy cooking, then you also start to enjoy uh, buying good ingredients for the cooking. Obviously you are going to buy organic stuff, I mean uh, grown in a good way. I mean, you are not going to enjoy cooking industrial pig meat. So that's, uh, that's like the, you know, for some is, you know, as I mentioned already, the cat videos, and I I say it a bit jokingly, but there is something there. For some it is music. And then also trying to let go of the things which uh, which are not doing that for you. Social media. Just put your smartphone on mute all the time. using the smartphone, smartphone and not being used by it. It's simple things and... the sky, yeah? Nature, of course, is always for most people the place to go. Other people, wow. They are also beautiful. Playing children, not as play children playing stuff like that. I have a long list uh, on, on saved videos on my Facebook, uh, about babies. (laughs) So instead of watching Trump, I'm, I'm watching babies. I can choose. So, before the lunch break, let's uh, explore a bit uh, anatta, uh, no-self. And the first step is to become a bit more clear about uh, what self does not exist is unfindable, is an illusion, is the thief in the house, something imagined, something extra. So this is not philosophy, kind of uh, you know, something which is not practical. This is really down-to-earth and really practical. So I, I like the word narrative self. So the self which is being recognized as made up is a mixture of what you could call the narrative self, stories, thoughts, all the things you believe you are. And unfortunately, for most of us, it's the, I am not good enough self, something is wrong with me self. Yeah? That's, uh, the, that's really a mental sickness, it's a parasite. The parasite lives here somewhere. I mean, they, they found the neurological correlates of that parasite. You can identify it now, you can see it, it's wired into the brain. If you want to use that kind of language, it's a bit harsh to call a parasite uh, because there is something necessary and healthy in that, yeah. So, but but because it is mixed with uh, this, uh, well, it's mixed with many things, but one of them is the I am not good enough self, I'm not lovable as I am self, and it is solidified. It's not recognized as something, you become it you, you are identified with it You look at the world from its perspective So, if that would be just thoughts then, I mean, thoughts are... I mean, it would be probably almost more accurate to say that thoughts are nothing than to say that they are something. But what makes them so heavy is a contraction in the body. So... The narrative self, uh, and I I don't use the word ego, you know, some some people say ego, yeah, but uh, because what we are talking here about is a process, which is a mixture of cognitive functions, which you could call selfing, a cognitive process, plus a contraction in your subtle energy and it's it's mingled together. So far we don't have a problem and initially awakening is not about that is supposed to disappear I don't know if it will ever disappear probably not because part of that contraction is just so hardwired into our neur- uh, neuronal system, the fight-flight fight, fight, response and stuff like that. So, I guess even His the Dalai Lama has a bit of that. The problem is that we identify with it. We make the object, which is thoughts and the contraction in the body, into the subject. That's me. And that process, that mixture of a contraction in the body plus the stories creates the illusion of the singular Lasting separate me. So the thief we are talking about, and I, I said, so in order to say something like this, there is no banana on this table. I need to know how a banana looks like. Yeah? And then, if I know how a banana looks like, I can say for sure, there is no banana on this table. So that's why it's important to understand what, how the thief looks like. What is it what we refute? What what is it what we negate? So, we don't negate the social self. We don't negate habits. We don't negate the personality. What we negate is something specific. And that which we negate is... Something which appears to be lasting. Don't you have that th- sense, don't you have a sense that the I who came here the mor- this morning is the same I sitting here now? Which is the same I which experienced yesterday, which is the same I which experienced ten years ago, which is the same eye which experienced your childhood and which will also be the same eye which will go to the office on Monday. So that's what is meant with lasting, permanent. It's called permanence. The second characteristic is it's Singular, it's one. Yeah, it's me, it's I. It's one. We're talking about one. We are not talking about a process, an open system, a network of mental factors and different teams. We're talking about one. One one, the I, the me, is obvious, right? And the third characteristic is it's separate. It's like this. So we are like a wave in the shortest ocean of life, an open system connected with everything else and this wave arises from the shortest ocean of life and then develops the capacity of selfing and in that moment there's a collapse and and there is a there is assuming a central position and the poor wave starts to look out from that central position, that contraction, and sees a, a, a world which is separate. And then trouble starts, because what happens with that wave is it thinks something like, oh, I think I'm a bit small. There's the other waves. I'm kind of stuck in that that wave and I look from it, from that imaginary, solid, separate, singular I. So that sense of contraction, that sense of I, Obviously is you no know, there is a bit of a rhythm in it, like a kind of you know probably right now it's unless you really rebel against what is being said right now, which is to be I mean that's to be expected I mean you should you should kind of rebel against what is being said, yeah. What is he talking about? I, of course, I am the one who makes my decisions. I'm the one who is in charge. This is happening to me. So resistance is to be expected. And that can show up in... this is just philosophy, I've thought about that. Mm -hmm. Or some tiredness, or I don't want to go there. What has this to do with my life? How does this this help me with my anxiety and with my relationship problems? It's just philosophy. So the narrative self is very skillful in protecting itself. It lives from that, and it lives from having problems. It lives from taking things serious, particularly itself. It lives from seeking. It lives from, this is not good enough. I want to have something else. That's, that's the, the food of the narrative self. So there is this, this rhythm, yeah? and fortunately in our busy life we have a lot of opportunity to feel the I, to feel the me, to feel the defensiveness, to feel the self-importance. The narrative self is only interested in one movie, and that's the movie about yourself. And there's only one visitor, in the audience. Nobody else gives a shit about that movie. (laughs) And soon it will be over. Soon all the things which seem to be so important now for the I will be completely irrelevant. Nobody will be interested anymore in that movie. that's interesting to uh, to observe yeah? so we're watching this movie let's you know let's use that as a metaphor so the movie of your life what you mainly see is this character which is filling out the whole screen and that's you can you feel it like also right now there is this movie And a big part of that is about this. So much so that most of the time we don't see the others. We don't see the world. It's blocked out by this huge I, this huge me, which... What about me? What about me? What does this with, do with me? What, what, what do other people think of, of me? How can I get something out of this for me? There is like, imagine this this movie screen in front of you. And everything is blocked by me. And then these beautiful moments, when that, that me, that big me on that screen shrinks. It's still there, but suddenly there's a whole world there also. And there's other people. There's the possibility of service, of connecting, of helping, so the the eye character becomes smaller on that screen. And With that, the whole world can has some space to be recognized. So that sense of I is probably here also right now. Like a sense of, yeah, I'm here, and these are my eyes, and I am looking through my eyes into a world which is out there, which is separate from me. This is the center position and it happens to be the most the most important central position because it's me. So what to do? this this sense of contraction, you know, of course it also like in nature, for example, we have moments where that almost disappears in intimacy. You know, sometimes sometimes it, 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 it just uh, it shrinks. It's not so important. So that's the first step: to become aware of that contraction, and become aware of that, and become aware of that that extra, that extra I, that the made-up I, and the identification with it. So when you become aware of, that's an interesting moment because then there's two of you. The one who, the one who is aware and that what you're aware of. You could even say, and it's a a sentence worth to play with, what you are aware of, you are not. Any disagreement? (laughs) What you are aware of, you are not. I'm not saying this as a final statement and this is the truth. So I'm not the Buddha, this Buddha, this figure because I'm aware of it. I'm also aware of this body. Who is aware of this body? I'm aware of this contraction. Who is aware of the contraction? I'm aware of habits, there's habits happening here, likes and dislikes, but who is aware of that? I'm I'm aware of some past, but who is aware of that? From where are you looking when you're aware of yourself? So, if there is a contraction which then leads to reaction, who is aware of that? There is something bigger there, right? The narrative self says, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of myself. But that contraction can't be aware. The thoughts, they can't be aware. They are objects of awareness. They are objects of awareness. They are objects of consciousness. Yeah, it's in my brain. But who is aware of that? Who is aware of the brain? This is, uh, no, this sentence, if you play with it, this sentence is an atomic bomb what you are aware of you are not so you might have any kind of responses to this sentence who is aware of those responses maybe you are confused maybe you get sick by it or what who is aware of that what is aware of that is that do you know that you are upset about what is being said what is aware of that So if that separate, unitary, solitary I would exist, it should be findable, right? I mean, only what is findable could exist. Other things we would call fantasy. Like a pink elephant in this room that's a fantasy. Why? Because we can look around and then we can say, "No, there is no pink elephant in this room. It does not exist. It is non-existence. It is non-existent. It, it, it in, in a way it exists. How? It's made up. So it, it kind of has a certain level of existence. How it's made up." It's a fantasy, and the fantasy exists. But it's not real, it's unfindable. So similar here, in a meditative state, we look for that pink elephant of the eye. And because I don't want to confront you, we will do it here because not only have you a sense of I somewhere I don't know it wanders around but you know maybe sometimes it's like behind the eyes like a sense do you have a sense of there is something there looking through eyes and that's you and this is your eyes Isn't there a sense that this is my body, I and my body? Maybe you even wish to have a different body. Oh, I I would wish, I I would like to have another body. Younger, more sexy. So if that I exists, that I, the owner of the body, the one who is having your thoughts, the I, of course it's my thoughts, I have thoughts. So that I, that I. So if that exists, it should be findable. Like if there's a banana on the table, and I know what a banana is, and I can find it, oh, this is the banana, there is a banana on the table. So, the eye, you know, where would I look for the eye? Obviously not on the table. Also, that's also part of the meditation, just to, ex- you know, traditionally, uh, just, to, just to exclude that, yeah? So, uh, but it would be silly. Uh, to know if we now would look for for Stefan uh, Probably the best place is somewhere in this little thing this little meatball Which is quite good because it's it's not that big Yeah, I mean it doesn't take long to to investigate into this because it's quite small, it's rather small, so that, that's a that's a good thing. The country where we have to look is not so big. If there's a, if if there's an eye, so. So, what we are looking for is the solid, separate, lasting. I. So we, we start with the body and there's different ways to do, to do that. One way is this body, isn't it an amazing community of millions of millions of cells? Can you see it? And this community, they, 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 this community, this big community. And let's imagine it's a kind of there's a boundary around that community. Yeah. In this community, they 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 they, they, they come together in, in subgroups. Like there's the heart community. There's the liver community, there's the brain community, there's the so and it's doing its thing. It's just keeping this alive. So and then in a meditative and maybe the tomorrow morning or I don't know how tired we are this afternoon, but we will do that in a meditation. So, I look around, I search, and all I find is processes and communities and cells. But where's the control center? The owner. So I look and obviously I don't find it. There's no thief in the house, in the house of the body. Then I look in the second best possible place, and that's the mind. So if I look at my mind, it's quite, I mean, it's quite amazing, all the stuff going on there, thoughts, memories, the mental shatter, changing all the time, different feelings coming and going. So I have a similar situation then if I look into the body, I find processes, connected processes, networks. And in that network process always changing, again, I don't find a center. So I I have looked and I don't find. I find a sense of me, but that's sensation in the body. I find my name, but that's just the name. Worry about something which does not exist. So, if someone can set me straight. there any uh, is there any um, obvious mistake in my thinking and if not why are you not more impressed <laughs> Yeah. That one? yeah
1: okay. i'm just curious if you know if we're saying if something's capable of being observed that's not i it seems like the same truth is everything capable of being observed also is i yeah because both I mean, is true if, if yeah if i can sense the flowers on the table there's energy passing between them where is the perceptive barrier so i think both are true and absolutely point?
0: okay yeah It's, it's, uh, in Christian mystic, it's called the via positiva and the via negativa. And both actually experience the same, uh, the same, they both lead into non-duality. So that's why I said, when I said that sentence, I'm not saying it as the absolute, absolute truth, as if it is like that. It is just a means of coming to the, to the experience of openness, of connectedness, of non-separation. Yeah.
1: Okay, I mean also a separate question, but when you talk about the thief in the house, I'm, just, I'm not quite grasping the theft. What, what is
0: the thief is the, the imagination of a solid, separate, uh, uh, permanent I. And so the theft is a sort of essentially the idea that
1: Or or the existence without that
0: self, that the actual. I'm curious whether what's being stolen. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, there is not a thief in the eye. There is an imaginary thief in the eye. Uh, uh, Thief in the house, an imaginary thief in the house. And uh, in this meditation. It was. I mean, this was kind of a meditation. What I get, what I get, was I went into the house and I realized there is no thief. I was worrying about something which does not exist, which I made up. Yeah. So, so, yeah.
2: If there were, if this does, exist,
0: why does do you have a sense that does exist? Why is it not obvious to us?
2: that
0: This doesn't exist. When you know Yeah, why is it not obvious to you? Because I think, because I think I exist. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel <laughs> like I have all my senses. Hm? I have all my senses. There are senses, but we are not talking we are talking about the I which has the senses. That, that, that's what we are talking about. We are not negating senses. We do. We don't. We don't negate this experience. Yeah, uh, we we uh, we, uh, we we look for the eye. Yeah. I. Yeah. I yeah.
1: It's
0: one. Th- Still, I don't know what to do with
2: all that. Does yeah. That exist- with? with the non existent,
0: with the non existent,
2: uh,
0: uh, nothing <laughs> 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 you just see it, yeah. and uh, 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 in, uh, in intellectual understanding, that's the beginning. To understand this, and that's quite easy. I mean, it's it, 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 it's a bit strange in the beginning, but uh, uh, so if you, if if we know uh, if we look into neuropsychology, if you then then it, it's easy to understand it intellectually, uh, but uh, here. Uh, in the, in the Buddhist uh, insight, it's not only about understanding it intellectual, intellectually, but to see it. And we can see it only through doing that searching and not finding it. How can how can be not finding something be impressive? Yeah. Uh. So not finding something which you as assume to be there. That can have a big impact. Like, for example, imagine you live in a company and there's a, there's someone uh, you know sitting uh, in the hall in the and for twenty years you go to that company and every morning this guy is sitting there and greets you, hey, twenty years, yeah, and suddenly it's gone. That's very impressive. There's nothing there, but it's like, ah, wow. So similar here, that which we instinctively feel is always there. If we search for it, if we look for it, and it's not there, it's like, oh, wow, It's it's not there. I make it up, and unfortunately it's not enough to do that once. In very rare cases, maybe you, maybe you have read the story of Eckhart Tolle, yeah? if not, it's, it, I mean, it's a, it's a good book anyway, but in the beginning of the book he, 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 he describes how he came to that place of not finding the eye. And for him, it happened like this. He saw it, boom, finished. And then he had to just sit on a park bench for three months because it was so glorious. (laughs) Yes?
2: You said that the separate self self is all that we shouldn't
0: perceive it as lasting. It it appears as lasting. And so the the, d- this description is an attempt to describe the banana so that you can look for the banana and you can come to the conclusion there is no banana. So in the case of the banana, I would say, oh, it's yellow, it has... This shape and yeah, so then we you know then you know what the banana is and then you can look and in the case of the eye what we look at is the body-mind, the five skandhas. Uh, uh, which is the Buddhist way to to uh,
2: Yeah, forget it. But you said that there's a sense of self that is the same now, as this morning, and as 10 years ago, Use yeah, that example, and that I wouldn't consider like the separate self because that is the knowing, right? Which is last,
0: hey, uh, yeah, I, I can see what you say, because
2: um. otherwise, it would be a series of experiences, and that's not. How we perceive ourselves. There is some like lasting knowing of experience.
0: Yeah, but we are not talking about that self.
2: No, but it was just this example you used ten years ago. Yeah, birth,
0: but 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 isn't uh, isn't uh, uh, isn't there a sense in you that the person we experienced yesterday, Jens, yesterday, is the same Yens as today? So we might say we might, for example, say, yesterday I had a really rotten day. So that I. Hmm. That so. What you are referring to, is um, is the true self. Uh, uh, You could.
2: That which was aware of me having... That's right.
0: That's right. But, yes, that's right. Also, as you have understood right now, I have a bit of resistance to talk like this. Yeah, (laughs) but that might change. (laughs) Uh, uh, Because right now, again, we're going into trying to describe that which is undescribable. But I know what you're talking about. I have not understood what you're talking about, but I know what you're talking about, yeah? Um, So the I, when we say I, if it would land what we are now talking about, that would be awakening. But it doesn't land there usually. When we say, I, it lands in the imaginary I. If it landed in an awareness that was never born and will
2: never die.
0: That's awakening.
2: And that's lasting.
0: That's lasting. In the sense, it's not changing. What it is aware of, that changes all the time. But knowingness, witnessing, that is not changing. So that's sometimes a bit uh challenging for people because some people when they connect with i i am," they're actually approaching that witness and then of course there is you know there, there is confusion so when you say, when you when you when one says "I am." I am here, that can be an amazing statement or it can be completely confusion depending on where that lands, what the reference object of the sentence I am is. If I am goes like I am everything and I'm nothing, that would be a moment of non-duality so the buddha or the Dalai lama also says i yeah so i i will give a talk tomorrow but it means something very different as if i from a identification with the narrative self say oh wow i need to give a talk tomorrow yes so
1: i'm still struggling with this notion because if you have if there's if the i exists dissociated from or from the you know the past, if I'm sort of stepping back, and that's where that the lasting I is. Isn't it the same truth that if you associate with everything, that that's also true? It's a matter of perspective. So the, the I that's consequential in the moment that becomes the past is still I. It seems like they're just shifts in point of view. Lasting I, present moment I, past I. It seems they all. It doesn't seem that one's fictional, it seems that they're both true at the same time.
0: What is both?
1: Both, meaning like the singular solid uh, separate I is also I, simply just from another perspective.
0: Yes. From a point of view of uh, openness. This is not the only I. Yeah. Um, it's not so. It's not o- the only I. You mean the
1: the identification with a singular, bounded.
0: Yeah. S- yeah. We we, we yeah. If we if we true if we talk about the true self. Uh, that includes. The this I as well mm-hmm. yeah okay. yeah. That's say that? Yeah, I think I
1: agree
0: yeah. yeah so what is a way of that?
1: I think that's again where it's, it's about perspective so dissociated is the awareness
0: what is a way of perspective?
1: That's why I think it's one of the same. I think it's simply a matter of do I take present awareness and push it back, step away from it to say I'm observing? So,
0: yeah, so, but what is that which is observing? That's a good answer. Yeah. Okay. Since we have very important things to explore, fifteen minutes lunch break. (laughs) No, I'm joking. (laughs) It's a matter of life and death. What are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Intermit, intermediate, in, no, how's it? intermittent fasting. <laughs> that, that's a very kind thing to do. Yeah? No, is one hour? Is that enough? Or? Yeah. Okay, then we continue quarter past two. With some. Some practices uh, around peace without cause co- uh, and with cause. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I have enough of this. <laughs>